What's up, Gateway family? This is Jordan Canis-Tracy here, coming at you with another bonus episode of the Gateway Leadership Podcast. And by the way, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you had an amazing Thanksgiving. I had a good time. I hope you had a good time. Well, today's episode is very special. We are taking you into another amazing session from our Inspire Leaders Conference that we had just a few months ago. It was an incredible conference, and we had some amazing times of learning and being poured into by our pastors. This session that we are going to jump into today is a panel that Pastor David had with some of our campus pastors from all seven of our cities. You are going to be blessed. They're going to be talking about how we see the people around us come to Jesus. So without further ado, let's jump in. What we want to do now is uh, just have a conversation and uh, I want you to be able to hear from our campus pastors about this subject that we've been preaching and teaching on, which is uh, positive influence. These are amazing leaders and with them are spouses and associate campus pastors and all that but can you give them one more hand and tell them you appreciate them okay. uh, what did you think of last night I'm, I'm, I'm interested was that fun it was okay it was I, I, we were together so yesterday and I said uh, I said, let's watch and see it, because we've never done a, a worship night before the conference. So let's see if anybody comes, and let's see what happens. And the place was way over 200 people, and yeah. it was lit. Yeah. I mean, uh, lit. the... Uh, you think that's a keeper? You think we ought to keep doing it? Yeah. All right. Okay. So, all right. A, a, a couple of questions. What are the steps that we are taking as a church, one church in multiple cities, what are we doing in order to execute on this vision or idea of becoming a conversion community? I mentioned this to you guys before that this is our passion, this is our drive, and we're taking intentional steps right now. Our first step that we take is learning the recipe for reaching people, which goes like this, B-L-E-S-S. -S. And Pastor DeAndre, what is the BLESS uh, recipe for reaching? What is that all about? Yeah, I love the BLESS. Uh, we started talking about it in our, lat in our August series, Make Room, uh, if you guys remember that. BLESS, it's the, it's the recipe for reaching. It's, it's how we are discipling our churches, our people to reach out to people, their neighbors, their loved ones, their friends, in such a way that it's, it really puts the onus and the pressure back on the Holy Spirit yeah. and not us. I love what you were talking about today. It, it just takes, we're, most of us are afraid. I found out through conversations as we did this series, a lot of people are scared to go talk to their neighbor. And I said, well, first, let's just be in prayer, be praying, and then listen yes. to what people yes. need. And the whole yes. time, you're asking the Holy Spirit for that inroad. Yeah. And we're not, you, Pastor took us through this like months ago. We're not trying to close the deal. Right. You know, the ABCs of sales always be closing. The Holy Spirit <laughs> closes the deal. Yeah. 
And then immediately when he just released all of us from doing that, I felt so confident and comfortable. I don't have to close the deal. All I got to do is talk to people and be a neighbor. And uh, so the next one's eat together, which is our favorite, right? (laughs) Cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls. And then serve with love. And I'm totally messing up. Share your story. This is my job. I had one job. Share (laughs) one job and share your story. That's why we use B-L-E-S-S so we can memorize it and remember it. Begin with prayer. So so praying over your list, everybody should have a list of people they're praying over, their neighbors, their friends. We'll talk about that in a minute. L is, listen, stop talking, right? And um, be a good listener. Ask great questions and say, I'd love to hear your story. What's your, you know, people actually want to share their story. The eating part comes pretty natural. But it's true Pastor D, when you eat with somebody, it changes your relationship. In fact, in the Middle East, if you, if, you were, if you were nervous about somebody, you would be sure to get them into a meal with you because meals create covenant. You would be sure to bring them to your table because it solidifies. In fact, the Lord's Supper is a meal. that is a covenant meal, so it's amazing. Eat together. Serve them. Uh, how can we serve people? How, what, what are some ways of serving? Back to me. Why not? I think a great way of, of serving people is starts with the listening, listening to their needs, yeah. and just going to where they're at. Okay. We, um, in, in Hollister, which we, and we just moved there, but something I love about Hollister is there's almost too many community events. Like the city just comes out to things, whether it's a parade, a pumpkin patch, uh, you know, you a carnival. You have a pressure to show up. At I know, but out. I love it because okay, it's good. such a switch from here. But we, we're all there for it. No diss to San Jose. It's just smaller. Hollister's awesome. The big city, it's like, get off my lawn. <laughs> but when you show up, when you show up for people, like the relationship Daniel and Lydia sealed a relationship with the Cafe Con Leche team, Diane and Edgar, and now they're here at every conference. Awesome. Because we showed up to their spot first, oh, okay. Good. and now they're here serving okay. us, taking that opportunity. So things like that are And incredible. then in the end, it's just share your story. Now, your story, what we want to make sure we do, eventually we get there. It could be a month after you meet the person. It could be a year after you meet the person. You don't, you're not in control, but you want to go through that all those steps in whatever order it comes, but eventually you get to the point where you're sharing your story and you're sharing the gospel. Yep. Because it's the gospel that will change a person's life. But your story is a gospel story. You are a person whose life was changed by Jesus. And if you want to know what the gospel is, is that the Lord changes people's lives. Jesus loves us. He died for our sins. He will change our lives. It's just so simple. And let that lay, let the leaven of that statement just work and stay in all of this. Bless is, re- it's about relationship. Everybody say relationship, right? Relationship. We're, not, we're not trying to fill stadiums here. We're trying to be humans in relationships with other human beings and, and let that take its own course. But as we do that, that leaven of the kingdom is coming into the mix 
and it's working invisibly, supernaturally. It's multiplying, changing from the inside out. I love that. So that's the first, the first thing that we've learned. If we want to be positive influences in our cities is to work on that. Any other thoughts, Dee, as you give the microphone? <laughs> I just want to make sure you had a chance to say everything was on your mind. No, I appreciate but no pressure that. If you I appreciate that. Uh, you said something about Pastor Kathy and having chill. I think that's super important. I think I want to echo that. Yeah. That's good. Um, things that I find that coming out of my mouth a lot, even in preaching, is we plant some of our leaders water with the work that they do and yeah. life group leading and discipling people. Right. But God brings the increase, which means all of us who are vision carriers have to learn how to chill. You know, that water's slowly parting. And we're <laughs> like, okay, waiting for that seat to part. But God's doing it, and we're watching God. And when we slow down to watch God on his timing, his timing's way better. And we realized that, man, if, 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 the, if the increase would have came too soon, we would have crushed that person. And every soul is precious to God on our teams, in our church. I love it. Everybody matters in that respect. Don't pressure people. Don't stress people out. Just relate. Just let it take its own course and don't drive it and don't try to close it. Okay, so that's the first step. Yes. Pastor Greta has the next step, which is equally important. And that one is a little bit, might be newer to some of you, and it's called the Frank List, not the Frank King List. Right, right. But the, what is the Frank List? The Frank List. Well, I'll just say, uh, for about three years, we have been doing a prayer of three. How many of you out there would do the prayer of three? Yeah. And uh, because of the cohort and what we're learning about evangelism, we wanted to all be on the same page. So they call it the Frank List. And when I introduced that to my people, they thought maybe we're going to start praying for Frank's Christmas list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be blessed this year because I think some people might still be confused. Um, but the Frank list is, again, in an acronym that stands for F, our friends, our relatives, acquaintances, neighbors, and coworkers. Doesn't that sound like a tight inner circle? What we're learning is that people are going to be mostly influenced uh, yes. around us. People that we love and that love us are the ones that are going to really be influenced. And what's so great about it is we're already in relationship with them. There's nothing scary about that, right? We share every day with people around us. But what's so important about it is the intentionality. I love Pastor was talking about Levin and being focused, and, and I had planned to say that this Frank list, when we write down these names, one, it means I'm committing myself to be praying for these people. And, and there's something that happens when we make that commitment. God hears it, and it, it, it's supernatural. The, the process begins. And then something happens in my heart when I begin to pray for these people. Uh, compassion grows. Faith grows, and my influence grows. So it's so important. And then so has my list grown. <laughs> Every time I, I add someone, then God brings someone else to mind. And um, a lot of people have a heart for evangelism, but they say, you know, God, 
Bless you, the Ukraine. Heal them. Right. Uh, you know, win, win the loss, Lord. But it's kind of like just throwing out seed randomly. We know that maybe a few of those things might grow, but it's the difference between focused and intentional gardening. These people on my list, my friends, my relatives, my acquaintances, my neighbors and my coworkers, I'm honing in on them. I am taking the, the spotlight that is not a searchlight now, but it's like a laser into these people's lives and influence is happening. Now, I got to tell you something that's amazing, that as I began to pray, God started to do something in me, and this this thing about influence, it started on the inside, just my personal prayer for people, but it became evident. I just got to tell you, I'm shopping in a store, and a woman came up to me, and she said, why are you here? (laughs) That's not very nice. This, this is a true story. Actually happened. She's in my church now. She's, she's on fire for God. But she recognized something. And this has been happening regularly. That I'm not having to go and find people. They're being drawn to me. And it's not because of me. But it's because of the leaven on the inside is taking over. I'm getting excited about being an influence. And my prayer focus is for people who are, don't know God yet. And so I need to go shopping more often. (laughs) Hey, Greta. Frank, friends, relatives, acquaintances, neighbors, co-workers, that is your greatest sphere of influence. Yes. It's great to pray pray for Ukraine and, and all of that, but most of us don't have any influence other than our prayers in Ukraine. Yeah. But think of the influence we can have. Every person in this room has friends. Every person here has relatives, acquaintances, neighbors, and co-workers, unless you're retired. Um, but you go to the grocery store. Exactly. Um, you know, and it doesn't have to be... At first, you don't even have to know that person by name. I started putting lady who I see at the gym. Yeah. Uh, woman who does my bags my groceries and God knows their name and then I, I get their it. name. Uh, it, it is just expanded. This is for every single believer because I, we're not, again, I'm not going to fill a stadium. You're not yeah. going to fill a stadium, but we all have a sphere of influence. Yeah. And this is so important to kingdom uh, influence. So step number one is we understand it's about blessing people, the blessed strategy. Step number two is... We know who we're going to influence. Step one is how we're going to influence. Step two is who we're going to influence for Jesus. And then there's one more step that involves keeping ourselves stirred up uh, for souls. And that's called checking on each other on our spiritual temperature. Now, I don't know if you've been to the hospital. I hope you haven't. But if you did and you were in pain, they probably showed you a chart on the wall mm-hmm. that went from zero to 10. And there was faces all, <laughs> all along it. A five was like, ah, oh, it kind of hurt. A 10 is like, ah! A, a zero or a one means hardly any pain at all. There is something that we've been doing for about a year or a year and a half as campus pastors, just learning to check in with each other on our spiritual temper. So, so once a month, 
We check on a scale, and the scale is up. Look at that. Magically, it has appeared. This is our outreach temperature. Now, pay attention for the next few minutes. We just have a few more minutes to talk about this. Because what we're going to do is we're going to go from here after the break, and we're going to go and have a chance to do this ourselves. But let me teach you about outreach temperature. The goal of this scale is for you to honestly say to yourself, to monitor yourself, I'm a three or I'm a seven or wherever I am. And then once you know where you're at, you ask yourself, what would it take for me just to be one notch higher? How could I, what would a little more intensity for souls in my life look like? So let's take a look at the scale. Outreach temperature number one on the left is, is on the apathy side. If you're a one on the scale, you are unaware of the need to share the gospel. You are disobedient to sharing the gospel or using the influence that you have to touch other people. Or you might be hostile to the idea. I don't think Christians should share their faith. And there are people that, that act, there are, I can't say if they're Christians or not, but there are people that think we shouldn't be sharing our faith. It's a bad idea. Don't do it. Don't impose it on other people. On the other end of the scale, up there near 10, is you're a high-impact person. You're, you're seeing God work in your life as you share your faith, as you use the blessed strategy, as you pray for your frank list. You're seeing that. And somewhere in the middle, we've learned, is that we're practicing. We're like... I get this, I'm still trying to figure it out, but I'm trusting God and, and I do have a prayer list and, and I, I do love my neighbors and I am thinking of them and I am ready to share my faith. So it's everything in between. Now the, the magic goes like this. We do this as pastors. We get on the line once a month and we talk through where are you at. So I wanna ask, I don't know if we're gonna have a chance for everybody to share, but who wants to share Pastor Danny, what's your temperature? What is your... All right, you want me to go first? You go first. What's your temperature? Where are you at? Where am I Honestly, at? Let's take the last uh, couple of weeks. I usually rock about uh, six or seven. Nice. What's going yeah. on? Um, well, if you guys don't know, I'm a business owner, so I, I might be a little different from some of the other campus pastors where I'm out going to work every, every day you, and running my company. you a big Frank list. Yeah, and also do a lot of jujitsu. So we were out there doing some man hugging for Jesus, grappling cool. for Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Cool thing is, yesterday I actually got a text from one one of the guys that I've been uh, witnessing to, and it's important to hear this. He's never stepped foot into the church. He's now given his life to the Lord, and he he came into town yesterday, wanted to get coffee. James Toller. So as we're doing awesome. this, I think we need to understand. It's not always about landing them coming to your church. It's about doing life with them, let exactly. them find Jesus. Yeah. Staying friends. Yeah. So when you say six or seven, that's where I am at. I, a lot of times I'm at a six or a seven. But the next step for me, what would that look like? If you're a six or seven, you would want to move a little toward more following God's direction. What's your next step with that guy, for example? Like, what? Well, well I didn't want to brag, Pastor, but no, I'm probably but about a nine. I'm probably, about a nine, nine, I'm probably about a nine or ten, to be honest. Okay, with you. good. <laughs> And I do want to confront Pastor. I don't know if his message was accurate. This says fast acting. Fast acting, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
No. Uh, well, you know, James, James accepted Christ, and it's just uh, through, through doing life and coffee. Never, awesome. never once invited him to church. So maybe for you, you're discipling him, helping him take his next, next steps. Yep. Or, Got him, or found him at church. He's living out in Florida now, and Beautiful. he's doing it. So. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Albert, yeah. you're next. All right. Where uh, are you at? You know, be honest would, now. Let's Tell be honest. I'm in devil. church, so I'm going to be honest. <laughs> um, I, I would probably say six. I would say six. I think... You're growing. Growing. We're yeah. definitely growing. I think being... Sometimes being a church leader and in the trenches, you're, you're focused on building the church. You're focused on maintaining uh, momentum, and you, you just get a little, a little in the zone. But, but being a part of the cohort, being, having this accountability every month has helped me to really look at the things I do. So recently, uh, I met a guy in a bar and got his number in a bar. Okay, we want an explanation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm sitting in a restaurant, and this couple walks by me, and he's he, and I'm wearing a, a, a San Francisco 49er hat, and he walks by me, and he and he's wearing yeah, and he's wearing his gear, and he walks by and he says, "I like your hat," and I responded and I said, "I like you," and he keeps walking by me. What's that? I know. He walks by me. And he goes to the bar, and I'm sitting in a booth um, having dinner. I get up to use the restroom some, some time later, and I see him just sitting at the, at the corner of the bar, and I just stopped to talk to him. And uh, he gave me a fake name. His name was Chucky. And <laughs> as... Like the little murderous doll? Yeah. Okay. And for about... Four or five minutes, we just were talking about where we're from. We start, and I just said, we're Niner fans. I said, let's get together and watch a game. He said, I love that, bro. We don't have too much family wow. here. And we exchanged numbers. And I've been texting him ever since. Excellent. Every time the Niners play, Excellent. win, lose, I said, bro, we got this one. So being aware, being aware, now I'm doing this. And so, yeah. Now, what happens here? You know, you have these short little sessions, and we want to get this going on every campus. We want to have these little conversations going in the youth group and in the kids' ministry and in the men's Bible study and everywhere where we can just check in with each other. and check Because what happens is it stirs us. Number one, we realize, okay, we're not there yet. We're not all at 10. If my pastor's not at 10, then maybe it's okay for me to be a 6 or a 5 or whatever. But then the Bible says to spur each other on to good works. And it is exciting to hear that you are going to have time with a, a person that you don't know where he's at spiritually, but you're going to watch a, a football game with him. And I can't wait to hear what God does next. That's the kingdom. How many understand what I'm talking about? All right. So if we want to be influencers, it's not about us sowing our prayers on the other side of the world only. We're going to sow our prayers into our sphere of influence we're going to see the kingdom of God come into our friends, relatives, uh, acquaintances, neighbors, and coworkers, and we're going to start having human conversations and interactions with them, and we're not going to try to win the sale all at once. We're going to stay in each other's lives and encourage each other to, to take the next step. What would it look like just to be a little bit more? I don't want to be a six forever. I'm okay of being a six, but I want to get to seven. I like to get to eight. What would that look like for me?
to where I'm constantly, and imagine what would happen if all of us were just moving the needle a little bit more all the time. Every single one of the hundreds of us, 15, 1,800 people in seven cities, everybody's catching this vision and beginning to share how many, how many francs would that be and how powerful is it for God uh, to move in that way. You're going to get a chance to build a franc list today. And you're going to get a chance in your group to share honestly, to experience what we've just done, which is to share our uh, temperature. And just be honest, you're going to meet some new friends, and that's going to happen in a, a few minutes. Okay, I want to hear a, f- a few closing words. First, Pastor Danny, and then Jan, and then Pastor Albert, as we close this up. Closing words. I think you asked me to kind of talk about we don't have to be scared about this and be afraid of this. And, and the truth is, I, as a pastor and when I was a youth pastor years ago, I was scared about outreach and evangelism, and here's why, because a lot of times Christians are really weird. <laughs> Just look at your neighbor and say you're right. weird. We have Christianese, we're unrelatable, Our right? Language. I wanna encourage you, you have to deal with your Christianese and, and, and put that away. The, the people out, outside the church walls are unfamiliar with our language, and so it's, it's so important to understand that you just be authentically who you are. I'm kind of prone to John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered with violence and the violent take it by force. So I love in the martial arts stuff that I do in jujitsu. This is kind of becoming a trend in the community where I train. Um, they call it the grandpa corner. I'm one of the oldest guys in the fight gym. And this is, this is a true story. I will literally pray and prophesy over guys that I'm rolling with. Come on. And it's not become weird now. They look forward to coming. And then I reverse it when I'm getting beat up. I tell them how they need to administer mercy and grace to me. (laughs) And literally, guys will say, hey, I want to come to the grandpa quarter and hear what the Lord's saying today. So I just want to encourage you, when you take the weirdness out of it and you be authentically who you are and get all the Christianese weird stuff out of the way, guys, there's no pressure. So just be you, radically be you, and watch this thing become really, really easy. Danny, you're redefining what it means to be a Christian for all those guys because they think being a Christian is to be a blue-haired lady or a a, a skinny guy that, you know, uh, is afraid of the world or uses religion as a crutch. But when you've got somebody in a headlock, (laughs) that's the power of God right there. That's They will come to Jesus. Can you guys see the potential of this? It's not scary, right? Okay. Uh, Jan, what were you going to share? Well, you know, to do this as a group of pastors, that was a little intimidating at first. I thought, is this going to be kind of a performance thing or, you know, how are we going to really be honest about this? But then as we start sharing, you know, one month somebody is a five or a six, and the next month they're a four, and we're just honest about it because it feels so good to be honest about it. It feels so good to pray for each other, and when we're together, our temperature rises. When we talk about it, we always leave that, and we feel like we want to share more. So in a few minutes, when we do our meetups, we're going to do that in community. You know, Gateway's all about teams, so we're just going to gather together in our meeting rooms and and begin to come up with our own Frank list, those people that you're going to reach, and we're going to talk about our temperature, and it's going to be awesome. You're going to feel supported, and you're going to feel like going out of here and 
Wow, I'm going to start noticing people all around me. Excellent. Pastor Albert, and then I'm going to ask Pastor Scott to pray over our meetups and, and pray, let this thing go viral and catch fire in us. Let the Holy Spirit light this. This is not an exercise. This is, this is our passion. This is about lives being changed by Jesus. Okay, Pastor Albert. Yeah, I want to talk about the process. I think Pastor DeAndre said it's not about going for the sale. Uh, this is an ongoing process. Right. Uh, the Great Commission uh, says to go out into all nations, baptizing. Mm. It says teaching. That's, that's all ongoing. Awesome. Yeah. And so uh, this is not a, 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 a sale, go for the deal, go for the One kill. Done. Yeah. Put a notch on our belt and move on. Um, I, I have a, another story. I, I went golfing way back uh, in April. Because you love to golf. I love to golf. And God will use you when you do what you're yeah, loving to do. Yeah, and you know, I don't tell people, the partner, they put you with the group. And I don't say that I'm a pastor. Sometimes that changes things. So when somebody asks me, what you're do you do? Telling me you work for a nonprofit? I say, <laughs> I, I, I say I'm building a house. I said, I'm just building a house. And, nice. and it's nice. taking some time, but we're building a house. And I met this I like guy, it. this guy and connected with just throughout the match, throughout the round, and it's almost at the end of the, the round, I said, tell me about your family. And he, and he almost broke down. He said, I just signed my divorce papers yesterday. And I just felt the Spirit of God just, and I just encouraged him right there on the 17th green. I said, you know, there's life after divorce. God's got something for you. We ended up having lunch right after that round. I, we just had a lunch and talked became my friend. I never invited him to church. I stayed in his life. I've had him over my home. He's been to our family nights. He's been over. We've, we've done, we've hung out. Come on. Two weeks ago, I turn around and guess who's back there? In the church? In the church. Wow. I did never invited him. He, he finally came. And here's the thing. You know what's as important to get someone into church or as important to get somebody uh, to share your faith? is committing to their spiritual journey yes. because that's what brings true transformation. There's this, uh, there's this phrase we've been learning. Let's think of outreach as a conversation about a spiritual journey. That's not scary. That's, and it's in a relationship, and I could have at the right time with almost anybody a conversation about their spiritual journey, and God starts using me. What are you going to say, Danny? I was going to pass it on, but I do, oh, want, okay. I do want to say one more thing. We got time. <clears throat> My brother said something to me years ago, and I know if you're feeling the pressure about this, just really start to evaluate where you're really at with Christ. Like, is My brother used to say this, do we make Jesus delicious? What's the product you're, you're bringing to the world? Really think about that. It's heavy when you start. The, is our product worth selling? Is it right. our product worth the world wanting? So I want to encourage you. It isn't pressure. It isn't hard. If we're really making Jesus delicious and he's really working in our life, we're really rock walking in freedom and walking through trials and adversities with grace, I think the world would say, I need some of that. Yeah. All right. yeah. Awesome. You know, I, Pastor, I've got two Two phases or two realms of this. Uh, Jan and I have a bit of a unique situation as uh, Motown campus pastors because we live in San Jose. Uh, 
Janet runs a company here in the area, yes. and so you know we're we're here, so we do the 400 mile a week commute, uh, which is all right because I I kind of like to drive and. Uh, Varying times. I won't tell you what my record is between San Jose and Modesto, but <clears throat> but I have uh, we have neighbors, you know, in our neighborhood. And uh, just recently, my neighbor Oscar, who's to the right of us, uh, we have this tendency to meet on Monday nights, taking out our trash bins at the same time. So we'll talk. But he he came and knocked on our door uh, a couple weeks ago, late at night, and he was wanting to know if we had any cameras, camera systems externally, because someone had stolen his work truck. Right out, sitting out on, he has an event catering business, successful, oh, full of all of his equipment. It's an old truck, like an old, you know, Hertz truck that he spray painted white. And he had another van that was, you could still see Sears on it. So they were old trucks, but using them and working. But both of them, within a couple of weeks' time, were stolen right next door to us. And, you know, a neighborhood where that kind of thing doesn't usually happen. So he was asking me about this. And, and, uh, and then I said, man, we don't, so sorry. You know, and he was checking all the neighbors the next night. We're doing the trash bin thing. And I said, so, so how did this happen? He's telling me about it. The trucks are gone. And now the insurance company's giving him a hassle. He's paying his insurance every month. But they decided because his work truck was parked at his home, it didn't, wasn't covered by his business insurance. So I said, I said Oscar, I'm going to pray that God gives you favor Come on. with your insurance company. I said, I've been through this a couple times with, with accidents. And it's frustrating. It's, it's tough. Uh, and I'm sure there's some amens out there in the uh, congregation. I said, I'm going to pray that God gives you favor, and I'm going to pray that he blesses you so that your equipment will be replaced, and, and it's not going to be an out-of-pocket thing. Uh, I hadn't had a chance to talk to him, but I walked out my uh, driveway uh, several days ago, and two brand-new work trucks <laughs> sitting in his soap, <clears throat> which, of course, I'm taking all the credit for because I did all that <laughs> And I'm sure God had some involvement somewhere <laughs> along the way. But what I realize is I can't wait for the next conversation because right. I get to follow up now because the blessing is sitting in his, exactly. the favor sitting in his driveway. And I'm like, I am going to have the most amazing follow-up uh, situation with, with Oscar. Now there's the Modesto side. Just a few weeks ago, and we've been in a, there a year and a half in kind of a transitional season. Pastor Hank and Linda have led that church for years and, and, some awesome things happening, but a couple Sundays back, actually about two months ago, on the same Sunday, two couples showed up. First couple was Mike and Beverly. Their story was, we've been driving past this church for years, and every time we drive past, we say, one of these days, we're going to attend that church. We just feel drawn to that church. Don't know anything wow. about them. Never heard of Gateway. Don't know who you are, but we feel drawn to this church. They came, and they, they are part of us. They became instantly part of us. <laughs> Beverly's in stage four cancer. She's fighting a battle, but they were, they were alienated, love God, but they had had some bad church juju going on. But they came into the Modesto church, one of the most loving congregations. Awesome. They're instantly, they said, we've never been prayed for so much in one service. They had just people <laughs> coming to them and praying for them and agreeing with them. That same, so, so there's just that influence of Holy Spirit. Influence. When our intentions yeah. turn to what's in God's heart, his intentions turn to what Come we're on. asking him to do. And so without anybody being able to take the credit other than the influence of a church sitting in a neighborhood and praying for that wow. area, wow. people just say, we just think we're supposed to go there. I mean, so you know, that's fragrance, one of my maybe. favorite kind of they church growth. Fragrance. Yeah, hey, come on, let's, Holy Spirit, let's increase that come action. Let's yeah. Do it. Yeah. The other story, and the same Sunday, was another couple 
Mo and Epi. They came because they were invited by one of our, uh, one of our church members. They came and they, they are instantly part of our church. Awesome. Now this couple, this couple comes an hour before everything, every event we have, and they pray. Wow. And I'm like, do you know any other? Uh, <laughs> have you got friends? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You got a sister? Every, before the prayer, they're there an hour before prayer. They're there an hour before Thank Sunday you, service. Lord. Wednesday nights, they're there. Awesome. And, and so God adding to the church yes. <laughs> daily. That's Acts 2. Yeah, big time. So I just couldn't not I love it. share those stories. So there are stories out here that, that God is going to empower today. And there are stories that you don't even know about yet that God is going to do through you. Come on. When you just give exactly. him an opportunity so this, this might shake you a little bit. You might say, man, I don't know about this whole list of making a list and how, you know, I feel a little bit of, you know, intimidation or nervousness or whatever it is. Just give God an opportunity. Yeah, come on. Don't even worry about your part. Just say, God, I'm in. I'm in. So that's how I'm going to pray for you. Father, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for a room full of people that have influence. Many of them, Lord, don't even understand the level of influence. Lord, they, they might mark themselves low on a chart not realizing that their influence is far greater than they're, they're even thinking because they're just solid people believing for you, praying for people. But Lord, you want to take this into a, an intentional point of action in their lives. And there are miracles waiting to happen as they begin to focus their prayer and focus yes. their heart and just trust you to open doors, whether it's at Target in slot eight or inside the store, or if it's driving down a street or if it's the neighbor next door, wherever it might be, God, there are stories waiting to happen. There are people that are destined for the kingdom yes. that a room full of people here yes. are going to have an opportunity to be a part of in some form or fashion. So God, I pray that you would encourage them. I pray, God, you'd continue to stir our hearts. And I pray, Father God, that 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 things will be enacted today as we're writing out our lists, as we are looking at our temperature. And Father, we're giving you an opportunity to do what only you can do. We make ourselves available to that, trusting God for increase and for that little bit of leaven, whatever it is we have to give, whatever the opportunity is, whatever the story is, you're going to use it and multiply it yes. for your glory in Jesus' name. In Jesus Hallelujah. Name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Gateway Leadership Podcast with David Tracy, inspiring you to lead in every area of life. We'll be releasing a new episode every month, so be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Gateway City Church is one church that meets in multiple cities. To find us or to learn more, visit mygatewaycity.church. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you right here next month.